Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Dead Funny, Dead Serious podcast. My name's Casey Morozik. I'm joined here with Mitzi, and our special guest today is Christina Andriola. Yeah. Welcome. Thanks. <laughs> so, Thanks for being here. Yes, absolutely. Uh, an absolute blessing to have you here. Uh, you have a business. It's called New Narrative Memorials. Yes. Tell us a little bit about that. Okay, so New Narrative started a few years ago after I was, I keep saying I was voluntold because it's the truth. So (laughs) I I come from the events industry and my uncle died a few years ago and um, my mom knew that I was in events and um, and knew that I was the perfect person to help bring a celebration of life together. So I worked at the funeral home and, and then shortly after created new, which is an event company is for families who want to do a celebration of life outside of the funeral home and need the expertise of someone who's specialized in events and, and things like budgets and, and here, let me shut this. Um, things like oh, budgets. the riots are going off. Oh, I know. <laughs> things like budgets and timelines and things that a funeral director can help you with, but it just goes a bit beyond that. So, um, yeah, I started it three years ago. And ever since, I've been in the community doing events. And I've done celebrations of life for families as small as 50, as big as 500. Um ceremonies at alternative venues or sometimes alongside funeral directors and uh, now I'm doing mostly virtual memorials which uh, comes as a no-brainer to a lot of people but it's it's really figuring out the tech side of things and helping families still have that experience and have the the guidance from an event planner but in a bit of a different setting yeah, when I first spoke with you, because, uh, well, we were first interacting through Instagram because a coworker of mine had passed away and you had reached out to help kind of give me some ideas and pointers for a uh, a memorial that we could maybe pull off in the COVID atmosphere, mm. which was phenomenal. And uh, yeah, I was just trying to figure out like what to expect when we actually did our first Zoom. And a bubbly, like happy-go-lucky person is not what I was expecting. <laughs> like, and I expected someone maybe like in their 40s or 50s, because that's usually who I, I seem to interact with the most on Instagram. And like, I was just surprised to see like someone who's so upbeat and happy. And like, in this industry, are you seeing that like being a normal thing or is that more of a like not normal? Yeah, I'm definitely, I feel like I, I feel like I'm definitely an anomaly. Well, actually, no, I'll, I take that back. Um, I, I think that a lot of people who are, who do this work really like, it seems a little backwards, but they really appreciate life and they appreciate, um, 
like the death work kind of brings you closer to your own mortality, which brings you more of an appreciation for the people around you and what you have. And, and being able to help families just gives me this joy and this sense of purpose that I, I can't quite describe. And I've been trying to describe it ever since I started a few years ago, but there's something about being able to be there and, and have that, the compassion for families who've just experienced loss, but also be able to kind of put the, you know, hold the clipboard and, 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 and wave the flag and just say, I'm going to lead us all and you're in good hands. And let's, let's do an event that will help celebrate the life that someone lived. And, um, I'm definitely one of the younger people in this industry. However, especially over the last year, it's been amazing and mind-blowing how many young people like in tech and in funeral service and in doula work and and other fat in healthcare that I've connected with and have been so influential to me thus far like there are so many there's so many amazing people out there doing some great work and there are lots of them are younger and Casey I know exactly the kind of person you're talking about and my boyfriend has labeled them um your mom's friends he's like <laughs> I don't want to I don't want to go talk to somebody that looks like my mom's friends like I want to you know talk to somebody younger and of course I'm not for everybody and and the older person isn't for like it's you know it's, we're not one size fits all which is awesome and the um the space is so diverse when it comes to ages and experience and um like expertise um you know like what everybody is really good at and it's just it's so fascinating and funnily enough everybody that i meet is or the majority of people are on instagram like case in point it's absolutely over instagram and and via a friend of mine a friend of ours lauren daly who runs Top Dying to Me, which is an amazing Instagram channel, um, who I also met on Instagram. And Lauren is Vancouver-based, and that's where we met, and we decided to go for a coffee, and and then we've become really good friends, and then she introduced me to you, and there's been so many, like Instagram, Twitter. I met somebody on Twitter because their bot um, messed up on their website, so... Like I, I started following, it was Gail at the Legacy Recorder and she, she would be totally fine with me sharing this story, but I, she followed me on Twitter and then I, I went to her Facebook page and the bot was like, Hey, what's up? And, and I responded and we got into a back and forth. Like I knew it was a bot. It was totally fine. And then the bot kind of glitched a bit. And so she sent me a private message. I was like, Hey, I'm so sorry. I'm still working out the kinks on my website. And like, we ended up getting on the phone and started talking for like an hour. So you kind of got catfished by a robot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Catfished okay. with a debt, like an industry colleague. It was great. So you but said you have, you, you're doing this uh, thing on Mondays, which is why I scheduled for oh, Tuesday. Yeah. What is this yeah. millennials thing? Okay. So a perfect, perfect example of millennials doing some cool stuff. So first I, so the thing that we're talking about is called Millennials and Mortality Mondays. So this is a weekly series on Facebook where it's myself and my good friend, Arielle Fried Sander, who's an end of life, um, like another younger space of voice in the space. And she does some advanced planning and some um, end of life advocacy work. 
And we actually met at Reimagine, which is a festival of sorts, or like a symposium, a multi-day symposium that's held twice a year by um, a group called Reimagine. And we met because she was hosting a panel, and I loved it two years ago. And then last year, I was uh, in, her, in her DMs and and uh, I was like, when is it happening? When's it happening? I want to come. And after COVID, when we learned that Reimagine would be rescheduled for, for 2020, we decided to take it online. And, and again, back to what I was saying about how there are so many incredible voices in this community and younger people in this community. Mm-hmm. It's like the perfect platform and the perfect way to highlight all the great work that everybody is doing. So it's, it's cool. It's nice to have, to be, to have such a, an extensive amount of resources that we can call on or like friends that we can call on to be on this show. So uh, how many years have you been doing this again? Um, three officially, just under three. And have you been noticing a, like a shift towards the younger crowd being more interested in it or what is it basically what it was when you first showed up? No, no, it's like, it's done. It's, there are lots, there are lots of people now, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. And, uh, especially on Instagram, like in the last, I remember when I started three years ago, I set up an Instagram and there were, there were a few people on there, but now it feels like if you're, if you have a business in this space, then the next best thing is to get an Instagram account and they're sharing and, and advocating for other resources and other people and, and collaborating and doing IG lives. And I feel like the people who are like, what am I trying to say? They, the, the fact that most of us have grown up with things like Facebook and Instagram and Twitter And that's one of the first places that we go to when we've experienced loss or experiencing something difficult and just want to share with our friends. Um, Like the more, the older that we get, the ones that have grown up in this Facebook era, um, the more that you're going to start to see these posts on social media. And I think that we're becoming more aware because more young people are finding it okay to post things like this and more okay to connect with their communities online and and because there's more voices being added to to this conversation it's like it just opens the gate for more people to be able to share that oh no it's it makes sense that there's more younger people because because it's okay to to keep sharing and to talk and i really think that facebook and instagram and twitter have contributed to the rise in all these people who are interested in, in death care and like changing the experience. And then, yeah, people who go through it themselves, like nine times out of 10, somebody's in this line of work because they've experienced something that they believe that they can change. So it sounds like you're connected with all these people from all over the world. Are you noticing any trends that are happening uh, in the memorial space that are like similar and anything that really like caught your attention as like being cool or different that you're seeing in other countries? Oh yeah. So I, one of my good friends, Yasmin owns this company called Rite of Passage Funerals and she's based out of Australia. 
And she also does these really, they're so beautiful. They're really well curated. She'll, she's a funeral director and will work with families to really create a really nice intimate event that's got decor and charcuterie and just they're very tasteful and very and just they're they're so beautiful and she's partnered up with a couple of decor local decor companies and and just you know the the things that she posts and and the pictures that she shows of the whole setup it's just it looks fantastic and it just goes to it reminds me of all of the customization that you can do for for an in-person celebration of life and then um on the on the alternative side of things there are a couple of guys in the uk i think they actually live in ibiza now or sorry ibiza now uh i i don't know how to pronounce it but anyway <laughs> they live in ibiza they were called they're called flower power funerals and their original business model was taking a hearse and just flower bombing the outside so it's like fuchsia flowers and yellow flowers and green blue like all of these colors and it's like the a 70s style hearse and they're actually like two comedians and they've partnered together but they also do memorials and like they partner they they partner with some local funeral homes for you know they're not for everybody but they've got a really unique aesthetic and a really unique take on things um and then of course there's like the stuff going around about the leopard print um hearses and i know that Louise Winter from Poetic Endings was like one of the first younger people to really step into this conscious, um, she's also from the UK, this conscious green um, like family-centered funeral approach, which is really nice. Um, oh, and there was one that I just thought of that I, I can't remember, but there's, there's lots of people out there um, that are doing some really, really cool things. So those two, and then oh, it'll come back to me. <laughs> and in the middle, I'll be like, oh, this, this person, but no flower power funerals. I, you know, oh yeah. Okay. And then, and then just with the innovation, I remember now with the innovation side of things, there's a woman who runs this Instagram account called funeral boss. And she's made like, she's got so many followers and they do merchandise. That's like, like, you know, connects everybody together. So it's like mortician babe. And like, you got this mortician boss and, and like with these, these, this merchandise that, you know, you, you get, you get your mask or you get your t-shirt and you just feel so connected. I don't know. It's like, there's, there's a lot of innovation out there and I get continually inspired by these other people who are also putting themselves out there being like, this is what I can offer. And this is unique. And, and, uh, in, yeah, and can serve a specific family in a specific way. It seems like you're you're talking like there's a lot of community in like all of this and everybody's super helpful and all. Oh. Has there ever been any times that you've like found anybody that like butt heads with you? You don't have to name names. I'm just curious about <laughs> stories. Um, I remember when I first started, like this one story that always sticks with me. I posted a picture of um, the 80s memorial that I had done and I was like, I, I said something about the mom, like a direct quote from the mom that was like, I don't want an effing sob fest. And, and a couple of people were like, actually, I don't think you should be promoting parties. And, and it's up to every family to grieve in their own way, which I absolutely agree with. And I think it was just a miss, like, you know, everybody's, everybody's got an opinion on, on grieving and, 
and what kind of events they should do. But luckily I've been just met with a lot of support and, and people are just like, this is a great service and really, really essential. Um, but you know, I, I am where I'm based. What I do is a little close to home with funeral directors. Uh, so, you know, planning mm. these events and, and it, it, there's a bit of a gray area there. So it's, uh, you know, getting creative on learning the partner and on the business side of things, just who I am and branding and, and what I'm doing has been really, really, really interesting. Like in some places you need a funeral director's license in other places you don't, um, everywhere has different regulations and where I am, it's, it's quite strict. So. And you know, with, <laughs> with COVID you're kind of working everywhere though too, aren't you? Like, are you mainly just focused in like Vancouver? Are you like worldwide planning these things? Oh my goodness. Okay. So the people, <laughs> the people at home, like can't see me, but I'm just, I'm going crazy over here. So. Well, maybe I, we'll post this clip on, on YouTube so that they can see <laughs> hands. We should. Oh my God. Like you really, you need to have the visual and, and like, I've never spoken with my hands so much than when I'm on zoom and like my cheeks always hurt. Cause you know, like smile, really excited anyway. Um, yes. Yeah, so I am, I have now, it's so wild. Like you can be on, I can be in Vancouver, BC and be the technical support for someone in Ohio, we can stream in a family member from Maryland and we can stream in a pastor, oh, a pastor from Maryland, a family member from Florida. And, you know, my, my colleague in New York can be with me doing tech support, which is like exactly what happened a couple of weeks ago. And it was, it's like, it's wild. Like give somebody a link to a zoom meeting and you're all connected at the same time. And, and the other day I talked with Yasmin of, at Rite of Passage Funerals. We got on a Zoom call and it was like 9.30 her time, 9.30 in the morning, 4.30 at my time. And, you know, it's, there's so much more possibility. And, yeah, you can really work from anywhere with anybody. Um, and, and Zoom has just opened up. Zoom specifically, but it doesn't have to be Zoom. It can be Skype, uh, Google Hangouts, um, another video conferencing platform. But it's like this part of the industry, I think it's just been like cracked wide open. There's so much possibility. And I'm really like pandemic aside and, and lost, lives lost aside, I'm really, uh, really grateful to be witnessing this shift in death care. And in the way that we can look at gathering and convening and still being together in such a difficult time. So are you thinking that in the future, once we get away from the pandemic and we can see each other again and be with each uh -huh. other again, that you're going to figure out ways to integrate this technology into funerals and uh, memorials and stuff into the future for say situations like when I was deployed and my grandfather died and oh. I wasn't able to be a part of any of it, but it sounds like if you really think about it and plan it out, you might be able to integrate something like that. Have you already started thinking about how you would do that? A hundred percent. So I don't think that now that, like I said, now that this has been cracked wide open, I 
do not, I think that this is going to be part of the new standard going forward. It's like families are going to be asked if they want a, a live stream component or an online component. And like you said, if you're deployed and your family member, a family member passes away, you can, you know, the one, one tap click to join a zoom meeting, or you can dial in from your phone to listen. And these zoom meetings are recorded. So perhaps you can, you can watch this recording at a later date. Um, and it's just the example of the, the Ohio Memorial that I shared, um, that was a, a hybrid Memorial. So they had a, a service in the funeral home, which was socially distant and they were able to put up a big screen TV. So the family inside could see all their family members and, you know, they put up a little laptop at the podium for people to come up. And when you address the crowd, the in-person crowd at the home, you were also looking into the laptop and addressing all the people who were tuning in. And like, oh man, it's for, for people who are unable to travel, like there are just so many benefits that I'm seeing mm -hmm. right now, like for people unable to travel for whatever reason. So if you're, if you're deployed, if you're elderly, if you are you know, like seriously, if you're ill, if you've got ki young kids at home, if you're pregnant for whatever, if you, if you just got into an accident, like whatever reason you can still be not only included, but involved. Like you can say something, you can record something and have it shown. Um, and just like, you can watch the tape back. You can send in a pre-recorded message. You can, butts with your background a little bit you can be in the comfort of your own home mm -hmm. um and i was a i was i had the privilege of being a part of um an event the other day where it was you know for a parent and the kids were able to hug their stuffies on their on their couch and and walk around and get a snack and and be a, a part of it as much as they wanted to and, and you know it's it's nice to be able to stop your video if you need to go get something or you just don't want to be shown on camera and, and, uh, there's, just, there's, I, I get really, really excited for the future because it's, there are now so many ways that you can have family members become, be a part of such an important day and an important, um, commemoration. I mean, I, I think the COVID might've actually, helped push like this was something that was probably always gonna happen like get there eventually yeah but would you agree that it kind of the the covid crisis pushed it forward and took away the ability to have that stigma like released because like i think that would be part of it is like well if i can make it there even though it would put me through a lot of hardships and it would be like taxing and stuff i'll try and be there but this kind of gives them like takes away that stigma of like I can still be present but not have to take all of the extra like hardship like if grandma has a hard time moving that kind of thing yeah yeah definitely and my friend my friend Megan Carmichael um she runs the daily life death Instagram account who's awesome she works with um she does deals with uh, parents and children and grief and loss and how to involve your kids in, in funeral services. Um, she was saying the other day that it's not, yeah, it's not weird anymore that, that you are going to live stream a part of the funeral. Like it used to have such a, 
such a stigma attached to it. Like, oh, you're live streaming part of this celebration event. Oh, that's that's weird. Why are you filming it? Like, I've I've worked with families in the past who have preferred not to film it because they want it to be just a special day and a special feeling in the room and to have that security of not being on camera. But now with being on camera and COVID as the, you know, right now is this new normal. It's like you see people still, still striving to get together, even if it, and to see each other. And so even this is better than nothing. And so people are still looking for ways to connect. And, and I feel like they just needed that, you know, like when you have no other choice and you, you have to adapt to this method. I don't think that now, now people are starting to get familiar with it. And I'm hearing families saying, Oh, like teaching my, teaching my family members zoom is actually a gift that I can give that will, you know, go, uh, what am I trying to say? The, like, it's, it's something that you can teach somebody this new skill and that's a good that can come out of, out of, this pandemic. Mitzi, don't you teach classes like that? What, Zoom classes? <laughs> no, like technology to older adults? Yeah, sometimes. Um, yeah. It's fun. I, I actually have a couple thoughts on that, right? Like it was a slow, the funeral industry is a slow to adapt industry. Um, mm -hmm. It was quick to adapt when they needed to. Um, make some money because there was body snatchers and that's where the whole casket business came in. And then they made it what it is uh, today. And now um, it's just a kind of a, it was kind of set in stone and they had their, their foothold on it. Um, I'm not sure if I, my internet connection is unstable. So I apologize if I'm breaking up at all here. You are a little on my end. You're good for okay. Me. How dare you? Right. I know. Well, uh, we no, don't care about you. technology either. world. <laughs> I know. Um, yeah, so it's just one of those pieces. But I've also heard some of our older adults that I, I work with are like, we're going to all learn Zoom. And as soon as we get really good at it, we won't need it anymore. And so they're, they crack me up. Um, yeah, so it also it always goes back to my, one of my favorite sayings is sometimes the world pushes you in a direction you should have chosen yourself. And I like that. Right. And sometimes you're just like, every time something like kind of big happens, I'm like, yeah, I probably should have done that before. Yeah. Um, and that's what this is. It's pushing us to make sure that we, now that everyone's so transient, they can move everywhere. Not everyone can participate in funeral uh, services yeah. and, or just the flexibility of knowing that your service is here. Traditional service is here. Just really breaking that open. Yeah, and I don't think that this will stop people from traveling at all. Like when it's, it's when it's a death that's that you want to travel for, you still will. You'll mm -hmm. still go make the effort. And I just feel like this is only opening up involvement from more people. Mm -hmm. And it's really quite something when you see like all sixteen of these little squares and like everybody's looking at each other. <laughs> I love the Brady Bunch. And I did, I've done a, a few memorials where they had a group toast at the end and everyone's just bringing their, their cups up and cheersing the, choosing the screen. And, you know, in mm -hmm. the, in the 
stuff that I'm a part of. I know I'm a part of this weekly Friday event called Death Over Drafts from a friend, a few friends of mine. So it's like Megan and Jill Shock and um, Stephanie at Be Present Care and Rocio. And and like I'll take my beer and I'll go up right to the camera, <laughs> cheers it there. And it's just like, I don't know. I was reviewing the tapes from a memorial that happened the other day and, and it was at the you know, the toast had ended and everybody was clinking their glasses and it was really cool to see, you know, like 40 people at once just holding up their glass and toasting to this one person. And, and I think if you, I think Casey, you mentioned it earlier, like if you, if you time it right and you have a set program that you can do anything and you can have this really curated event, it's, it's weird. It's unusual. It'll be a great story in, in, <laughs> A while from now and actually someone from that funeral um had said you know a weird guy deserves a weird funeral and and it's it's totally okay to acknowledge that this is very unusual and and not the way that you'd prefer to get together but it's like yeah something is is better than nothing and getting together even just to see each other um is so helpful i rambled a bit there <laughs> All right, one final question. Okay. What are you binge watching right now? Oh. <laughs> Uh-oh, we're going to learn something, I feel. So funny. Okay. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to be totally transparent and totally honest. So with the with the amount of, of death that I and like the Zoom calls that I'm watching every day, I need a bit of a a bit of a release and my boyfriend and I just finished Silicon Valley. But the other day, I, no shame, went home, I turned on my TV, and I have a subscription to a service called Crave, or I think you can get it on this HBO Max, but there's this new reality show that I'm obsessed with called Craftopia. <laughs> Never heard of it. Oh what is goodness. it? And it's like, no, 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 it just, okay, it just got released, and it's like a craft competition for kids. <laughs> this is like this is very new i just started watching it i'm obsessed so craftopia and it's three it's like top chef but with kids who are crafting so like Aww. what is a baking challenge and what you know like you see little little steven with the corrugated cardboard and the glue gun and and the glitter and then and then like lila's coming in there like with her little shopping cart <laughs> with the felt and the scissors and someone's trying to make a three-foot plushie and it's just like, it's just exactly what you need after a day of Zoom calls and a day of memorials. Just watching some yeah. kids get down and dirty with, you know, some googly eye. <laughs> well, it has been an absolute pleasure to have you on, and I Thank hope to you have you on again. This Thank is so, so great. Much. I'm looking forward to having you, both of you, on Millennials and Mortality. I'm, Yay, I'm not... She's All old. Right. She's pulling out a millennial, but I'll sneak I'll in. I will. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. I'll put a good filter on and I will. Okay. I mean, you, you could pass as, as the, the upper echelon of millennial. An elder millennial? An, yeah. an elderly Yeah, elder, elder millennial. Yeah. Oh, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> well, thanks again. Yeah, so lovely to meet you. Thank you for being here. Likewise. Bye-bye.